I have two other passages I want to read to you, um, building on the last one, which was read. John 8, 12, Jesus spoke again to the people, and he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And in John 10, 22 and following, then came the feast of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter. And Jesus was in the temple area walking in Solomon's colonnade. And the Jews gathered around him saying, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The miracles I do in my father's name speak for me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. On this uh, evening, throughout the world, uh, the Jewish people were lighting a candle, the first Hanukkah candle, as a, the beginning of the eight-day commemoration of the Feast of Hanukkah, celebration of the light. <clears throat> the, background to that, the, the background to that festival that uh, Jesus celebrated or participated in, in John chapter 10, the Feast of Dedication, uh, that festival, the little bit of history that's behind that is uh, Alexander the Great, Uh, And his armies conquered much of the world. He lived in the period of time between 356 B.C. and 323 uh, B.C. And uh, he was a a powerful uh, ruler of the of the Greek Empire. And they just quickly and massively conquered all the the Mediterranean world at that time. And uh, but he didn't live that long. He died young at, in 323, uh, rather suddenly, and his empire was divided up into four pieces. Uh, one piece was Macedonia or Greece. Another piece was what we know of Turkey, Asia Minor. A third piece was the land of Israel and surrounding regions, and they were governed by a people known as the Seleucids. And then the fourth piece was roughly Egypt, uh, and they were the people known as the Ptolemies. Um, The Seleucids were uh, a a, a vicious people, challenging people, and their kings uh, had the name of Antiochus. That was kind of their Caesar title, label of their kings. And there was a series of of, uh, rulers that came along. But around 167 BC came a fellow, Antiochus IV. And he uh, set it on his mission to put down Israel, put down the Jews, and make them conform to Greek culture in every way. Uh, He demanded that they give up their... um, their, their practices, their uh, cultures, their customs, their Sabbath celebrations, 
uh, he called himself Antiochus Epiphanes. Epiphanes meaning God appears. His critics behind his back called him Antiochus Epimenes, which means God the mad. They called him a madman behind his back. So some of the things that he did to thwart the Jews and overpower the Jews and try to make them change their culture is uh, he forbid them to, to keep the Sabbath. He desecrated the temple. He sacrificed a pig on the altar and he erected a statue to Zeus in the temple courts. And of course, this outraged the Jews, but he was a very powerful man. And he sent out his soldiers to uh, get the Israelites to conform to their to the things that he was demanding of them. And this little village named Modin was a godly priest by the name of Mattathias. And he had a number of sons. And Antiochus' soldier came and demanded of Mattathias that he... Uh, Celebrate according to the pagan gods. And uh, Mattathias and his five sons in holy indignation rose up and killed the soldier. And one of his sons, Judah, uh, became a leader and uh, he was called Ha-Maccabee, the hammer. And he led, even though they were out, outnumbered and uh, poorly supplied, <clears throat> uh, the, the Maccabees led the Israelites in, against Antiochus and his armies, and, um, he, and they, were, they were victorious. And they came to the point where they needed to dedicate the temple, or rededicate it, and cleanse and purify the temple having been desecrated by uh, the Antiochus and his people. And so they came and they wanted to, to, they're doing purification, and they wanted to relight the menorah, the eight eight, uh, armed candelabra. But they only had enough oil for one day. And uh, they... um, and it takes eight days to prepare the oil properly to be used in the menorah. But they wanted to go ahead and dedicate it anyway, so they, they lit the menorah. And miraculously, the, the oil lasted eight days until the new batch of oil could be prepared and used. And so this miraculous provision of God for them in maintaining and keeping the oil lit is what they celebrate in the festival of Hanukkah. It's a celebration of, of the light. And the, the sad thing is the, uh, the Jewish people uh, have not received, have not embraced the light of the world, Jesus Christ who came. It's a festival that we can appreciate, uh, we can draw from in terms of its celebration of the light, but uh, 
the Jewish people we know, unfortunately, have not embraced the Messiah that has come. Uh, There are different elements to their celebration of this uh, particular festival. They light each of the candles in the candelabra over the course of eight days, and they use a ninth candle as the one to light those other candles. And that candle is referred to by the name of Shamash, which means servant. And the servant of the Lord, in a sense, is the one who comes and lights, maintains the light. And Jesus is the servant of the Lord. They also do, um, because of oils involved in it, they, it's customary for them to eat foods cooked in oil. You would enjoy these things. The latkes, uh, or latkes, that are the potato pancakes, deep fried. Uh, think of that next time you go to McDonald's for your french fries. Uh, they have this souvganyat. Not sure I'm pronouncing it exactly right. Close. It's a jelly donut. All those healthy stuff that we would want to eat. Tasty. <clears throat> and in recent, in recent, recent uh, decades, centuries, the concept of gift giving has become a part of their celebration. So if you have any Jewish friends, when you and I are having the Christmas season, they're having their Hanukkah season. <clears throat> but it's not a terrible festival. It's not something we ought to think ill of. The problem is they don't embrace the light of the world that has come. And you and I need to pray for them. We need to pray that the light that they celebrate would ultimately point them to the, um, to the Christ. And so when Jesus is celebrating Hanukkah, or at least in the temple courts, during the Feast of the Dedication, these Jews, these Israelites come to him and say, how long will you keep from telling us? If you, if you are the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus' response to them was, well, I, I did tell you plainly, and you won't believe. <clears throat> and he speaks then about his sheep. His sheep will follow him, and they will hear his voice, and he will give them eternal life. Uh, that he places them, in his, they're in his hand, and no one can take them out of his hand, and he puts them in the hand of the Father, and no one can take them out of the Father's hand. And Jesus talks about this wonderful relationship he has with his sheep. At the celebration of, the, of Hanukkah, of the Feast of Dedication, And it builds very much on Jesus' statement, I am the light of the world. Whoever believes in me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And it's the light of Christ that we celebrate. It's the light of Christ that, that that festival celebrates. It's the light of Christ which we reflect on. And so as we think about the comparison and well, we might glean from all of this. There are a couple different things. One is you and I need to appreciate and understand and see the true Shamash, the true servant, the servant of the Lord, 
who came to offer himself in punishment for our sin. Isaiah 53 is a wonderful description of his sufferings. Who hath believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him as a tender shoot, excuse me, as a root out of a dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteem him not. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. He is the true shamash. He's the true servant. He's the one that brings light into our world and light into our lives. Uh, Part of the celebration of that festival is also the festival of dedication, the festival of, of cleansing and purification of the temple. And it's valuable for you and I to think about how you and I need to be purified. And Christ is the one who purifies us. He's the one who cleanses us from all sin. Uh, God is faithful and just uh, that if, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's the one that provides purification. And so in thinking about that festival and that purification of the earthly temple, we see Jesus entering the heavenly temple by his blood on our behalf in the, in the book of Hebrews. And so you and I are encouraged that we too pursue godliness and purity. It's Christ that purifies us, but then as Christians, you and I need to pursue holiness, pursue godliness. Uh, Paul says, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. So you and I, in having been purified, need to continue to pursue that in our lives. Pursue godliness and holiness and righteousness. Let the light of the world lighten our lives so that we might display that light among people and bring glory to our Father in heaven. So bow before the true Shamash and pursue the righteousness that comes from him by his grace. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the wonderful holiday season. Thank you for the coming of Christ. Thank you so much that he is the light of the world and that he brings light and life into our lives. We pray, O Lord, that you would uh, do your gracious work in us and help us as we Uh, spend time with our families and friends and we think about the coming of Christ, we might remember that uh, wonderful work that he came to do to make us light in the Lord. And we ask you to be glorified in us. Uh, We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.